Hello, everyone. I am Liz Griffith with YouPerform, hosting today's Becker's Healthcare podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in. We're thrilled to be joined today by several members of the Gunderson Health System training team, including Bethany Pellinger, Katie Burroughs, and Katie Schillinger, who are senior instructional designers at Gunderson. And we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to jump right in. Um, so first of all, I want to talk about what we're seeing around health systems are, are currently under a lot of pressure to trim the fat and cut budgets. How has this impacted your training teams and their ability to support clinicians who are overburdened due to staffing challenges? Um, Bethany, I'd love to jump in and start with you. Yeah, you bet. So hello, everybody. Um, I think to really tell our story, you have to go back maybe to March 2020 when the world kind of stopped due to COVID in healthcare systems. And I think the big piece for us was that we, prior to COVID, were stand and deliver classes for new hires. We had a staff of about 18 trainers on site. Every other week, everybody was tied up in almost every computer lab we'd have running classes, you know, every computer lab full with new hires, every, tra every trainer training, um, and some roles might have, you know, a course that would go over a few days. And then on top of that, you've got your quarterly updates, project go lives, and then just keeping up with keeping all your education going and all that good stuff. So at that time, our training team was super siloed in our work. And I guess what I mean by that is when you think about um, those who work with Epic and and those who are EPIC educators in particular, many of us are certified or credentialed in very specific EPIC applications. So like for myself, I work with Beaker and Beacon and Ambulatory, and I've always kind of just stayed in that row um, prior to 2020. So one thing that happened with COVID was our world kind of got turned upside down. Restrictions went into place. People didn't want, you know, multiple people sitting next to each other in computer labs for 10 hours a day. So we really had to take a pivot and look at how are we going to continue to train all of these people coming into our system. Mind you, we also do a lot of work with community connect programs, adding people onto our Epic platform or gaining affiliate locations and bringing them onto our Epic. So that's another big piece of our job. So we really had to take a good look at how are we going to continue doing all of this work um, and get all of these folks trained when we can only have, you know, four people in a room due to social distancing rules compared to the 20 we might have had before. So one thing that we found um, was Uperform. And it was really, it was really great for us because it fit every need that we had in the sense that we really needed to be able to train a large group of people with kind of the least amount of staff due to different projects and obviously COVID restrictions in place. Our organization was still hiring, you know, at a very quick rate. So I think it was about October 2020 that we implemented Uperform. And when we did that, we really went with the goal of creating these e-learnings and simulations using the Uperform software. And that really enabled us to train multiple people at once. So an example of that is we had an affiliate go live that we were planning for that was going to go live in March 1st of 2021. So when we implemented Uperform, we were really looking at this affiliate location is about an hour 40 north of us. Our Gunderson Health System spans over three states. We have people kind of all over. And how are we going to train these people when they don't want us to physically have, you know, 15 people coming on site every day and traveling back and forth? 
Um, and how are we going to get all these folks trained? So you perform really answered that question for us. So we got to work in October 2020 through October, November, December. And our big push as a training team in general was to create as many simulations slash courses as we could for these roles that would be going live at our new affiliate. Um, so that's really what we did. And there was a lot of um, lessons that came with that. And that's probably a whole nother podcast, but um, a lot of learning that came with that, but a ton of efficiency. And once we started utilizing those courses to bring up that affiliate, our go live was very successful there. We started utilizing those courses in other places, such as um, our new hire training. And we just found a great deal of efficiency with folks, because instead of having, you know, 15 trainers in 10 computer labs, we instead could have two or three trainers in different computer labs with many roles in those rooms taking the courses. So that was really the big efficiency for us um, with implementing UPerform. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that, Bethany. You know, when as you're talking, the, the word that keeps coming to mind for me is scalability and the ability to just be able to do a little bit more with either the same or, or maybe even less where it's that ability to, like you said, you know, now we only have two or three trainers in the room and we're able to, you know, scale these folks across many different locations. That That's such a fantastic win for the Gunderson health team. So, Let's talk specifically about onboarding, um, you know, with staffing challenges taking front and center stage, along with, like you said, you have go live still, um, but we have such a high level of, of turnover for most systems. How has Gunderson Health been able to keep up with the significant onboarding demands? Um, this time, I want to start with Katie Schillinger. Um, would love to hear your thoughts. Hey, thank you. Yeah, so I'm actually going to just kind of piggyback off of Bethany's story. So thinking back to about 2020, our training team was kind of at a turning point. Um, our system was growing, but our training team was not. Um, so on those new hire weeks, we've got all these people coming into orientation, but we only have so many trainers and we only have so many rooms. So we can only do so much in one day. And so we had new hires that were sometimes waiting two, three, four, five days to even get their Epic training. And without Epic training, they cannot access Epic. So we were really kind of causing a lag in people hitting the floor and starting their work. So um, one of our great success stories is our front desk and scheduling staff. So that used to be a three to four day, three to four full days, mind you, um, of Epic training. And so in that class, we had um, front desk staff along with schedulers and really anybody else that touched patient registration. So they would all be in there no matter what role they were for usually four days. So by taking all of that in-class content and making it digital, we were able to kind of chunk all of that training out into a few different modules. And so some of those roles, like the schedulers who are answering the phones and just scheduling appointments, we were actually able to decrease their training to one day in the classroom. And after that one day, they are in their department, shadowing another scheduler actually starting to do their work. So that was a huge win for a lot of those roles. So again, going from four days to one, because they're only learning what they really need to know, and then hitting the ground running. Um, another, another thing that's really helped is we have all these Epic Experience staff coming in, whether they're nurses or they're providers. 
Um, you know, so they've been using Epic maybe for years already. They think that they won't benefit from our Epic training. So what we've seen is that we have these staff coming in that have used Epic before. And because we have these self-paced modules, they have the ability to use their own judgment and say, this is a real basic function of Epic. I know this. I don't need to spend a lot of time with this. I'm going to go fast through this and be able to spend more time on the things that are maybe different here because everybody uses Epic differently. So they can spend more time on the things that matter instead of going at everybody else's pace and having to go through these basics that they know already. So thinking about scalability, we've absolutely been able to scale our training um, because like I said, our training team has not increased in numbers, but our new hires have. And so we, and, you know, instead of being limited by how many trainers or how many seats we have in a room, we're really not limited at all because we can have as many people taking this training at any time. And so it's really been great for our team. That is incredible. Um, I, I like how you said one of our biggest success stories, taking any amount of training from four days to one is a huge success story. Um, and, and both of those that you shared, what you're really identifying is this ability to allow people to, I'm just going to reiterate a little bit what you said, but allow people to move quickly through the parts that they know well and spend a little extra time in the places that they feel they need a little bit more training. I absolutely love that. One of the things that our VP of uh, strategy, Bobby Zarr, says all the time, clinicians don't hate training. They hate wasting time in training. And it sounds to me like you guys have been able to really create some processes around training that are allowing people to move past the pieces that felt like a waste of time or weren't pertinent to their role and really be able to hit hard on all those pieces that are very specific to whether that's a scheduler or whether that's a physician or a nurse and really be able to hone in on those pieces. Uh, Katie Burroughs, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I work primarily with the, our um, regional sites, our affiliates, and our community connects. And what you perform has been able to do for us um, primarily is add a lot of flexibility. So prior to you perform, um, like Bethany and Katie mentioned, we hosted training on site with a live trainer. Um, so that required any new staff coming to those regional sites. Again, like Bethany mentioned who could span any of the three states that we have um, that we that we work within would have to come to our main hub in lacrosse so uh, new staff were having to travel um, you know long distances for many many days in a row potentially um, to be able to complete their epic training and now since we're able to do that um, those modules remotely it gives uh, it takes a lot of burden off of the affiliate and the regional sites um, financially not having to pay mileage and things like that as well as just time it gets the new employees into their departments more quickly because they can complete their stuff at their own site I love that you shared this. This is actually one of my very favorite success stories that we hear uh, kind of over and over from several of our clients. We've heard this story from M Health Fairview. We've heard it from uh, uh, UC Health in Colorado. 
um, it's one of those things that we don't often think about when we think about the burden that is learning new technology. We often kind of forget about this need to physically move people from place to place. And like you said, that cost savings to the organization, not having to reimburse that travel, but then that time savings back to our clinicians. Um, I, I think that this is an area that we're starting to kind of shed more and more light on. So I'm so glad that you chose to share that with us. All right, we're going to move on. You guys have, have made some really big changes. How, how are you able to make this change from, you know, pre-2020, pre-COVID, from that instructor-led model to utilizing your Enlighten Me Labs and having that ability to turn your trainers into coaches? Um, again, we're going to have a couple of you guys share. Bethany, let's go ahead and start with you. Yeah, you bet. So I think probably the biggest thing was I mentioned right at the beginning how we were really siloed prior to 2020. And to some degree, we still are. We still kind of cover our certain certification areas and applications, things like that. But what has happened with the use of Uperform is it's really kind of evened out the sharing of our work, at least when it comes to some of those um new hire weeks or those affiliate go lives. And mostly, I guess I'm referring to those Enlighten Me labs or any lab that we might host where multiple roles might be attending the lab, all taking their Epic education. You could have a physical therapist sitting next to a nurse, sitting next to a lab tech, and you've got a trainer who's maybe certified and inpatient kind of leading the room. And really what they're helping them do is get logged into our learning management system, get their course up. And then our organization as a whole, when we made this transition, one of the best things we did was we focused highly on really robust customization guides for each of those roles. So now, even though my myself as an ambulatory trainer, I could have someone who's ASAP, you know, receiving ASAP education in my course. And because they've got a really robust customization guide, they finish their Uperform e-learning course and they're getting logged into Epic, getting set up, setting those customizations. I'm able to help. Our whole team is able to help. It's not, oh, I'm not sure about this. You know, I don't know you know, inpatient or I don't know this area. It's more, let's follow the guide. We all know kind of that general epic layout, if you will, the base customizations. So it's been not only learning for the learners, but it's been learning for us as well, as we've had to kind of open our minds to not being afraid to learn a little bit in some of these other areas. Um, I think Snapboard is an area that like some areas have that others don't that prior to using Uperform, I had no idea about and probably would have shied away from. But now if someone said, can you look at this Snapboard with me? I would be more inclined to be like, yeah, let's take a look. Let's click around. So I feel like it's been a good you know, opening for all of us to kind of educate ourselves across Epic applications. And we aren't quite as siloed as we once were in our work, which is really super efficient for all of us and a win for everyone. And then of course, if you really, you know, had a really in-depth question from a new person and they had a really great question and you didn't know the answer because you're not normally supporting that application, you of course have your contacts on the team who you'd reach out to, that sort of thing. So I feel like that's a big piece of it for us. I love that. I, you're talking about upskilling. So you've you've managed to actually been able to upskill your trainers themselves, your teams, so that you can be more efficient across the board. That's such a fantastic win. Uh, Katie Schillinger, anything you'd like to add? Yeah. So with our new model of um, online virtual training, um, it's really helped us push kind of our self-help agenda. So most of our digital content we consider it foundations. Like this is your provider foundations course or whatever it may be. So we teach you 
sort of the basics. I mean, not just the basics, but we teach you what you need to know kind of for day one of your job, right? So after that, now that we have all of our training content digitized, we can say, here's where you can go for help. We have this beautiful library of all of the resources you could possibly ask for. Use them at your convenience. Or if they come to you directly with a question like via email or instant message, we can say, absolutely, I can help you. Here's a link to an interactive, um, an interactive simulation, or here's a link to a tip sheet. View it at your convenience, uh, read through it, let me know if you have questions. So again, giving them what they need to know, of course, but then also kind of pushing them to kind of self-help, find their resources and use them. You know, that's such a fantastic model. Um, I love how you use the term self-help. Uh, we, we often like to use self-directed. Uh, one of the things I wanted to share is just very recently, Class Research published an updated training report. And one of the new uh, findings that they've discovered is recently with more and more organizations adopting what we would call, you know, like a self-directed e-learning, that, that that has actually kind of riv risen above the other types of trainings when it comes to a correlation between how much time you spend in that training to how much time is saved in documentation. So just as an example, in that report, they're saying that for every hour that a clinician might spend in using self-directed e-learning, that they're reporting on average that they're saving 91 minutes of documentation time versus the savings of only about 33 minutes of documentation time for the same amount of time spent in a classroom. And so it's so fantastic that you guys are able to utilize so many different modalities, but really, and I loved how you said our self-help, you know, methodology that we are, we are just standing behind this and we're going to say, this is where we're, where we're trying to go. Um, that's, that's just so fantastic. So once users have gone through their initial onboarding, what does the rest of the learning journey look like at Gunderson? Is this where we start to see kind of a, a melding together of training and support? Um, help us understand. Katie Schillinger, go ahead and start. Yes, this is definitely where training and support start to work hand in hand. So depending on the role, um, you know, everyone moves off into their departments and they'll have, you know, a mentor, a preceptor, a lead, someone to work with in their department where they can learn how Epic works with their role, right? So how they do their documentation Epic in specific situations, things like that. After a certain amount of time for providers, they will meet with uh, an Epic educator to kind of go through some customizations to make sure that they're on the right track. So that's what our providers do. Um, but we also have some resources for all staff. So we have an Epic training line or an Epic support line that we call Five Epic. So that's for all of our clinical staff to call if they are unsure of how to do something, if they need a refresher, if they're stuck. We have an Epic educator that staffs that line Monday through Friday during normal business hours. So they can call and typically get a live trainer to help them. We can, you know, remote or shadow into their workstation, walk them through the workflow instead of saying, I'll take care of it for you, or here's exactly how you do it. Like we actually remote into their workstation and walk them through it to hopefully give them some of that muscle memory the next time it happens. We also have, similar to Five Epic, a registration hotline. We call it the PL hotline, but that's where our registration staff can call for the exact same thing. If they just need assistance, if they need a reminder. Um, and so that line has registration specialists, and that's what they specialize in. 
And like I talked about earlier, we can just share our content with people if they have questions. So one of the things that comes up often on our five epic line is a provider that opened an encounter and for whatever reason, they need the patient didn't show up maybe. So they now have what we call an erroneous encounter. It doesn't happen often. So the providers don't remember how to do it. So they call five epic. Well, if they don't get a live trainer, they'll leave a message, right? So I mean, I've had multiple providers where I've called them back and they're with a patient. So rather than continuing to play phone tag, I send them the instructions for how to do an erroneous, erroneous encounter. They can view it on their own time, right? They're not having to try to squeeze me in in between patients. Uh, so that's been super helpful just for that follow-up support for all of our staff. Wow, that was super impactful. I think uh, for folks listening, that one takeaway, I love the five epic line and then that ability to send them uh, that that pre-created content. And, and, and for you all as trainers to identify those pain points and then have pre-built out that content for them. Really, again, just feeding right back into that self-help model of, of being able to pass on information that's so pertinent to the clinicians in their workflow. So how can other health systems look to create some of the success you've had if they're on a shoestring budget and perhaps understaffed? If they could only make one change, what would you recommend? And, and this time we're, we're going to get feedback from all three of you. Katie Burroughs, can we start with you? Yeah. So I think um, one thing when you're starting your journey to think about is really looking at systemness and standardization. Um, so what Bethany mentioned when we were kind of in the approaching March or after March 2020, kind of approaching our affiliates, uh, so January 2021, um, it was kind of a free for all for creating these uh, courses and these simula simulations because we just needed to get them done. We knew that we had restrictions on um, what our abil ability to go and do these trainings in person was. Um, so everyone was just kind of working as quickly and as to themselves as possible. Um, so then we've gotten to a point now where we can kind of review and we're seeing that we have the ability to standardize those simulations. Um, so I can create one simulation maybe for a workflow like patient lists that'll be applicable to inpatient providers, inpatient nurses, CNAs, HUCs, like, and being able to use that standardization helps with maintenance, it helps with creation in the first place. So if you can maybe learn from what we did, and if you think about those in the forefront, you're going to save yourself a lot of time at the back end. And it just makes it easier for you in the future too, because we know that Epic is constantly changing. It just makes maintenance easier if you only have to update one simulation that's applicable to four or five different courses. I love that. We we always use the analogy of kind of sharpening the saw. You know, it's like if you take the time to sharpen the saw, cutting the tree down is, is a lot quicker versus, you know, continuing, continuing to do the same thing you've always done. So I love how you said, you know, we kind of learned this and then we very quickly adapted. That's fantastic. Uh, Katie Schillinger, any, what would you like to add? I would echo what Katie Burroughs said. So find a common thread and just recycle it. If there's something that every role does or multiple roles do exactly the same, don't recreate the wheel. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Bethany, uh, you get to wrap us up today. What are your final thoughts and last pieces of advice that you'd like to share with other systems looking to make similar changes to their training structure? 
Yeah, you know, I think we all kind of piggyback probably off of each other up here, but those of you who aren't maybe familiar with Uperform software, one of the great like benefits of the software is these simulations. So you can make like a two to three minute simulation like Katie Burroughs just mentioned, like patient lists and multiple simulations essentially make a course. So you're able to have someone clicking through a simulation of Epic that feels like they're in Epic without being in Epic. So when we started the daunting task of, okay, we have three months and 50 roles we need to create education for, like Katie said, it was a bit of a free for all, but really starting like with those baby steps, if you will. So creating those core simulations, chart review, patient lists, order a lab test, things of that nature, those are able to be shared. And those are the building blocks of those actual courses. And so really focusing on those simulations as they can also be used as tip sheets. But definitely I feel like the process of going from, you know, creating every tip sheet in a Word document to using Uperform, it's been, um, it's been a journey for us. And we've, you know, slowly reined it in and worked on our standardization. So baby steps is where I'd start. And I think I do that with simulations of workflows that you either need for multiple courses or that are like very common workflows like Katie Schillinger mentioned that people are calling for. So you can literally email that link to someone and say, here's how you do it. If you still need help, let me know. Um, because that's another really great feature is the links to the simulations. We can put them on our intranet. We can email them to people. Um, sometimes we email them to our residents before they come on site with us. So if any of you work in a teaching hospital, you know that July can be wild when you get, you know, 50 <laughs> to 100 new residents. One thing that we found is we've figured out a way to send them these courses in advance. So if they're working in ASAP, inpatient, outpatient, they're able to take those you perform courses, you know, in advance of actually even coming on site with us, which is a huge win. So that's probably another podcast for another day, though. I'll leave it at that, Liz. <laughs> And, and we would love to be able to do that with all of you ladies. Again, you have shared such actionable insights that any of our listeners will be able to grab onto and uh, be able to utilize, you know, in so many various ways. Thank you, Bethany, Katie, and Katie for your time and insights today. Uh, to our audience, we hope you tune into other Becker's podcasts and wish you a wonderful rest of your day.